This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! This week, I review Token Rambo Warriors for the Nintendo Switch. I also get thoughts on the very deep demo for Fire Emblem Warriors 2. Then, in our final stage, we run down the major announcements coming from Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another heavy game filled edition of select start i am your host xavier josiah like i said we got a loaded show to talk about because just yesterday jeff keely uh presented the summer game fest which is a show full of announcements about three hours of announcements that are coming some of them we already knew some of them we didn't know and uh i want to give my thoughts on that now because of how big and robust that presentation and showing was i decided i wanted to switch the uh program around the segments around normally i would review a game which was which i said was going to be token rambo warriors last week that's not happening what's going to happen is that i'm going to talk about that game right now on this segment meaning i'm going to push the announcements to the final stage and talk about that simply because there was so much news coming out is we got release dates announcements some really major things coming uh, that i want to talk about and just the overall thoughts on the presentation and everything there were some significant things i wanted to talk about and point out and you know give it you know e3 is not here this year and in its place this is taking its spot jeff Keighley is literally on the path of trying to end e3 <laughs> that is the way i see it that is clear, clearly the way I see it because he's doing this again next year, knowingly that E3 is planning to do a live showing coming back. So they're going to be competing to see who gets game release, you know, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's really going to come down to like, does Jeff Keighley politically get the nod from game developers to get first game announcements or is e3 going to get that because that's going to be gross in money revenue for them that's going to be you know a bigger presentation live presentation if you will like to me e3 is always going to be the go for me because it, it's that live conference um event and vibe that i always love you know we got san diego comic-con we got new york comic-con and then there is e3 and then 
you know, D23 is its own three, is its own thing, but it hasn't still gotten to that prestige as San Diego Comic-Con and in New York Comic-Con yet. It is not there. We just, it's there because it's Marvel and all everything that was in Hall H is now with Disney. I still think that's a bad idea, but that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother podcast on Sunday. And instead they're, you know, they're going to be competing next year. So it's going to be interesting, but this year I want to give my thoughts on what I thought of this presentation. So we'll do that in our final stage, but for now, let's talk about token Rambo warriors. This is for those who are fans of the one versus 1000, uh, warriors games like dynasty warrior and everything that comes with it. So this is another licensed warriors game. Uh, this time is taken in the form of a franchise called Token Rambu. Uh, Token Rambu Warriors is based on a free-to-play card browser game developed by DMM Games. And this is probably why I'd never heard of Token Rambu up until this point, because I am not a fan of free-to-play. Because in all hindsight, there is no such thing as free-to-play. Remember that. And I will bring this up again in our final stage because of the discussion that came up with one of our one of my well-known ACMG members who we had a discussion about what was truly free in gaming. So we'll get to that because people, you need to understand the marketing term of free to play. Okay. So, or even free games period. So we'll get into that discussion later on, but I digress. The game also has adapted an anime series. So, uh, so Tokarambu is an actual series. I I gotta go find that because uh, after playing this game, I was I really kind of dig the characters and the character development and the story behind it, and and such. Uh, it was really interesting. And I want also I want to also note that uh, when I was looking it up, noticed that the game was released on January fourteenth, two thousand fifteen. Why is that relevant? Because that is my birthday, people. So just wanted to point that out. So, but again, I digress. Now, the game has transitioned into a Warrior series developed by longtime Dynasty Warrior developers Quay Tecmo and W Force. It has 16 playable characters in there, a whole bunch of modes and stuff like that that we will talk about and run down. But before we do that, let's talk about the story and what I thought about the story. The story in general, I liked because it's an easy to follow story. There was nothing too complex or nonsensical about it, which you can sometimes find in some of these um stories of these games and i you know I, even though i'm not a free-to-play guy i recognize if this thing has if this game franchise and series has made it to a warriors you know transition and a warriors um adaption if you will then that tells me how popular this game actually is and i know there is a community of people who do play free to uh, play games and who get sucked in to the concept of that I just, I'm not one of them. <laughs> I just, I can't, but I did like what I saw from this, um, which I paid for because this is not a free to play game at all. So you play as the token, um, Rambu, which is a group of highly skilled samurai warriors of various timelines tasked by a spirit Fox to jump back into the fight. Uh, I'm sorry to jump back in time to fight demonic threats known as the historical renegade army or the HRA. The, uh, their mission is to prevent events in history from changing forever. So, you know, if you're a comic book fan or a DC fan, or even a WB, um, you know, watcher of those DC shows, 
these guys are the anime version of legends of tomorrow that's the best way i could put it and you know they're time tra they're basically time travelers who just try to correct history basically this is legends of tomorrow just point blank but in anime form so uh let's talk about and it, it again easy to follow story is nothing really too elaborate elaborate and complex that's it you are few of many characters like one of 16 characters that are you know working together and fighting you know these demonic uh you know creatures and whatnot so let's talk about the system and the information that i gather from the system so um the thing i loved about this is that it is two easy modes that you could play it's like you could play the easy mode, which is like an easy button mashing type of thing that will put together the combos for you. Or you could play regular mode control scheme as your own options, which means you create your own options as well. So either way, it's, you know, you have a lot of fun playing it. Both versions are, you know, great. There's nothing really game changing in terms of handicap of how you play the game. And it would, um, depending on whichever mode that you choose. Um, so they have something called sorties or sortie which i don't understand what the term means in this case but it's meant to let you pick certain warriors and partners to fight in the story mode missions so you're not just picking anybody any of the 16 you, you got to pick those particular ones that are based upon the story that you're in at the time uh there's also i mentioned a fox spirit and that is uh konosuke who is a fox spirit that helps you navigate and guide players and characters to the destination they need to seek if they get lost in the battlefield so if i go another direction and i'm i get lost the fox is always there and will guide you and uh the fox will also help you find hidden items and hidden areas that you need to find to complete certain tasks within the battle game so i like that because again what i what i love about this recent generation of um one versus 1000 dynasty warrior games or warriors games that uh, Koei Tecmo does now is that they have done a excellent job differentiating each game. Like if you play Zelda Breath of the Wild or uh, Hyrule Warriors, um, the games, they're totally different games from this game. If you play, uh, what is the other ones? One Piece pirate warriors that's a whole different experience because the control scheme is different and the gameplay is different same with this one and same with another game that i'm going to talk about after this which is fire emblem warriors because i got a chance to play the demo there's a lot of different aspects in there especially when it's based on another game i love it because you get to play they they assimilate the essence of those games into the dynasty warrior experience like I said, when you play Hyrule Warriors, you're also playing a Zelda game. They actually make sure that you play Zelda elements that it feels like a Zelda game, but it's also a uh, it is it's also a Dynasty Warrior style game. This one too, whatever you've played in the free to play game, there's elements of that in this game, and so forth and so on. So there was a time where Dynasty Warrior kept being repetitive and redundant and every time i used to like honestly people don't understand i've played dynasty warrior games since the original dynasty warrior game on the playstation which i don't remember i don't recall i think it was a it was first the very first dynasty warrior game was a fighting game i think it was in the u.s i don't remember if i played it 
as an import or whatever, but the original Dynasty War game was actually a 3D fighting game. Pretty cool too. But by the time it got to PlayStation 2, we got to see the power of the PlayStation 2 based on what they were doing with Dynasty Warrior. They made Dynasty Warrior into this whole new experience. And then for the first time ever, we saw what was now what is now called one versus one thousand. Or I think at the time it was one versus one hundred or whatever. And I don't think they were able to fit a thousand characters like they can now in these games. But it was the first time we got to see how powerful the PlayStation was going to be by the ability to have your main character fight off all these AIs and non-playable characters and whatnot in this field. So we've never seen it before, but oh, as the years go by to the PlayStation 3, we started seeing more and more Dynasty Warrior games. There were two problems with that in terms of, you know, nuance and experience. One, it was always based on the romance of the three kingdoms. So you never really truly got a new experience because they each game always covered the romance of the three kingdoms and we played the same story over and over again Two, we also played the same gameplay style over and over again and they started to change and it looks like finally they started listening as more went on because i took a break from dynasty warrior games it was like i love these games but they are the same thing we're not seeing anything different it wasn't until they started branching out and getting creative licenses for you know gundam and other franchises as well and then it became fun again because now you're getting all these different experiences and now they are adapting the you know the series franchise into their element and started changing around so now these warrior games are better than ever because now they're really being creative they're being innovative and they have some things to work with in terms of the franchise that they're adapted to and assimilating into into their own functions so they're mixing the two together so rambo warriors is also another great game for this so you got these little you know extra things like the you know the fox spirit being able to do what he does um you know you got of course you always have the you know, big attack modes and in this case it's the hisato or the hisatu uh gauge which raises when you are attacked or when you're attacking enemies once full, you will be able to uh, activate a powerful attack, taking all out, taking out multiple enemies. Now that we've seen multiple times, and that's never you never get tired of seeing that at all. So you also this is a different feature that I love. You get duels, and this is something that you don't see. I didn't see in a lot of other games. So duels is like a button mashing mini game within the fighting aspect of it that triggers when certain when you clash swords with certain uh, characters uh, in the game. And what you do, you just keep, you know, hitting the, it's pretty much a QTE type of thing, but you're just button mashing it to see where the gauge goes over. And if your gauge goes over, then you vanquish the enemy from that point. So you also, something different that is not seen in other games, you, you acquire damage. And if you acquire enough damage, characters will have their clothing ripped off and receiving too much damage. And what's awesome about that is one, it's a dramatic presentation to it. And then on top of that, the injured in while in injured uh, state your characters he saw he sought to gauge fills up quicker so there's also the uh soul to our soul to mode uh and this mode includes your main character and your partner working together to perform powerful attacks against enemies leading into one major impactful attack called the soul to hit sato uh, attack so this is like a tag team move again something that you don't see in other games before and we could have we could have absolutely seen this in other games before because 
Hyrule Warriors uh, has sort of a tag team. You can switch characters and stuff like that type of deal. Um, I think that's one thing you can't do in here. You can't switch characters. You have one main character, but you have a partner. And you're not, you, you, at this, as far as I've gone with the game, because it's a very deep game, you have not had the ability to switch characters. You have to pick your main character and your, your supportive character comes along with you. And then you control them at will at times. Um, but there are other games that don't have this type of a tag team feature too. Um, Hyrule Warriors could have also have done this too, but they didn't. So there's also uh, some skill upgrades too and some RPG elements in here. Um, upgrading, which lets you proceed to acquire materials during, while you're in the battlefield. And the, uh, the materials that you acquire will allow you to unlock abilities and make your character stronger and you know acquire new skills as well. There's also a photo mode in here, which is something that I've never seen in a Warriors game before. This is the first to have this uh, in there, and it's pretty stellar, pretty uh, pretty solid photo mode in there as well. Um, there's also a part of the game when you're not uh, fighting, you're in Hamaru, which is the home base of the uh, token uh, Rambu. And basically when you're in there, there's a lot of things that you could do. There's a lot of mini games that you could play, which I think is also cool. I hear there's like T-Servant mini game, there's a pet command, there's gardening, and then there's creating mochi, which is rice cakes in there. So all these are like, all these type of really cool QTE type of mini games and whatnot that you could play, which I love because it breaks away from the actual gameplay and it allows for more gameplay, uh, or replay value, if you will, for that. So I love that. There's also bonding conversations as well. You know, this helps when you bring stronger relationships with team members. Uh, if successful, and you're and you gain more gauge to your relationship meters and your bonding meters, you will unlock new cutscenes involving two of the team members' characters. And there's a bunch of them in there because you can, you know, mix and match different characters together to bond while you're in uh, home. Uh, Hanmaru. So it's just really, really cool. Um, overall, this game is a really good game. I don't know if it's the best Warriors game I've played, but I think this is really stellar. And this is a great introduction for people like myself who didn't know what uh, Token uh, Rambu, Rambu was. Um, you know, will it get me to want to play the free to play game? Hell no. But I love it for what it is. It's really cool. And if you're waiting to play Fire Emblem Warrior 2, this is a great Warriors game that will a great prerequisite to what you're about to play in Fire Emblem Warriors 2. So if I give this a if I give this a grade, this is going to be a I would give it a solid A minus a solid A minus um, mostly because there was like I would have loved to be able to play more characters in the story modes. You can play them in replay, uh, but you got to play them in replay because you got to some, it's at some point you have to raise the uh, levels and stats of your other characters. If you just rely on just playing on a story mode for too long, your characters will get weak. And by the time they are needed in the story mode, they will be too weak to go in there. So you don't it's inevitable that you'll have to go to replay mode. Um, no, like I said, I loved everything about it, but it wasn't to me. I didn't get that feeling. It was the best out there, but it was really a solid stellar Warriors game. So kudos to them. that gets an A minus for me. Now, I also got a chance to play the very deep demo for Fire Emblem 2, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors 2. First of all, the game is just 
outstandingly beautiful. If you ever play any Fire Emblem game of recent, then you know how gorgeous that game gets every single time. And I think I usually like to play Fire Emblem Warriors games just, just solely for the art style and the beauty and the animation and everything there. But in hindsight, um, Fire Emblem is one of my all-time favorite tactical, you know, strategy games. And when they decided to go Warriors base, I was all for this because it's like, okay, now as much as I love tactical based games, um, I'm a bigger fan of just hacking and slashing. So Fire Emblem Warriors, the first one was great, but the second one I think is really good because I think they really went in. Koei Tecmo, once again, was the one that put this together and W Force. These guys are really great and they did it. I thought their team did a absolutely great job with this demo. First of all, it's you're playing a lot. This is like more than an hour's worth of gameplay. And the one thing that, that I'm liking so far is that they're unlike uh, Token Rambu, there is full English voice acting. They have a really stellar voice cast in here. Um, and it's not just that like they're like if you play, like I said, like, I think the other thing I love about Fire Emblem 2 is that like they're 90% doing voice lines in this entire game of a Fire Emblem game. And every once in a while, there's just you have to read the text and dialogue. But for the most part, it is all that. And they brought that into Fire Emblem Warriors 2. So you got that aspect. And then also they brought elements of the tactical base, the real the real uh, time strategy base gameplay into this so you're not just hacking and slashing but you're also doing some of the same things that you're doing if, uh an actual fire emblem game for instance you can choose between whether you want your crew to you know die permanently if they die completely you don't play them for the rest of the game or you could choose to go the easy way and if they go down they come back during the next mission and whatever like that so i i i, I tend to wimp out the first time around i don't like to have my people killed off because it, it, it it, it just for me it feels like i felt <laughs> i felt them if they're not coming back and i might like some of these characters and if these characters don't come back i'm gonna I'm feel real bad so maybe the second time around i usually do that but they brought that element to it you could also that which would um differentiates this game from the other games is that much like fire emblem what you do is that you strategize what's the best thing to do the best places to go with you know which section did you go how you choose to fight and where you go within the battlefield determines the aspect of what's going to happen so if you go to the wrong direction and your crew members are in another section they get you know taken out that's from your bad that's from a lack of uh planning on your behalf so I like that aspect. I like that element to it. So, you know, a lot of the real time strategy base and the tactical battle, um, you know, base is in here. I thought that's pretty awesome. Like I said, it's like play, go play that demo. The game is coming out uh, sometime in the end of this month. I believe the week of the 20, I believe the 24th is coming out, but the demo is out now. Uh, I'm not going to give this a grade because I haven't played this through, but also the good thing is like, I believe whatever you're playing in the demo will transfer over to the main game as well. But I think this game is going to be worth it for anybody who loves both Fire Emblem and Dynasty Warrior. And if you've never played Fire Emblem before, I think like Tim, uh, like Tolkien uh, Rambo, this is going to be a great introduction for you to come in. So 
go out of your way check it out the demo is coming out now and the other one is coming in soon all right folks that will do it for this segment of the show we're going to take a break come back and we're going to get loaded with a bunch of announcements from the summer game fest jeff Kelly loaded it up but how did it turn out we'll find out right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to run down all of the games in this year's summer game fest say what you will about jeff Kelly, or say what you will about the events that he puts together you got to give this man credit you actually got to thank this man for helping to bring games into the forefront for helping to celebrate the games that we play today and you know really i mean if you really research jeff Kelly, or if you follow jeff Kelly since the days of you know g4 and attacking the show and all this stuff and this man has come a long way he has really dedicated his entire life to gaming to the gaming industry and he sees it in a way that i don't think most people do he sees this in a way as like a hollywood major billion dollar you know industry that it is and it's it deserves to get some of the same accolades that the grammys that the oscars and, and and the golden globes and the tonys it really does at this stage because of how far we've gotten and it's funny because i see a lot of comments online i've read a lot of the comments through the summer game fest announcements and i feel like people are so entitled i feel like people are so bitter and entitled and i think sometimes the comments aren't about the actual games and selections more or less that it's about you know them just venting and you know and being resentful about whatever's going on in their life and they're using this as a crutch to complain because there's always going to be something to complain those same gaming fans are also wrestling fans and those same wrestling fans are marvel fans and those same marvel fans are gaming fans and it's just it just goes all around there's, i'm saying it to say that there's always going to be something that somebody's going to bitch and cry about and make a big deal out about and not you know and take it for granted i grew up with my first game being pong 
in the Atari 4800. You can't imagine what stages that people in my generation had to go through to get to where we're at now. Even the simplest of games are still a marvel uh, of, of, of evolution compared to what we used to have in our Paleolithic era of gameplay. You understand Pong is just a pixel that you just go around and look where we're at now. And I think these, these new fans, these gamers take it for granted because they grew up with the sil proverbial silver spoon in their mouths and never had to go through They're, like the gamers today to me are like the gamers today are like kids who grew up rich. They never knew how it was for their parents to really grind and put it together to get them to the success that they are today because they grew up into the success, the fame, the fortune, if you will. That is game. That is pretty much the, the you know, today's gaming industry of or gaming community for that matter. That's how I feel that they are. They don't understand the grind of what we play in the game. So even like the game that's not really that spectacular to me is still an awesome thing because you know, especially when it comes to indie games, we've never gotten this far to be able to do what we're doing again, even from an independent standpoint. It is just utterly amazing. So regardless of what we think of every game that comes out, regardless of what we think of this presentation, we got to take a just a time out to really appreciate where we're at in the gaming industry. And I feel like people are just too spoiled and entitled right now. And it's it is always like this because people are able to type and we talked about this last week on our in the uh on the prime show in regards to star wars and how the fans react to this this is kind of the same thing on keyboard they're able to vent and say whatever they want if they're around a bunch of group of mature people and stuff like that there i doubt if there's this is going to be the same type of thing so with that said let's talk about my thoughts on the summer game fest showcase that jeff Keighley put together and overall it started out a bit slow and then it started picking up better during the end. It was a three hour presentation and it really started out repetitive in some cases because there were times where the games that were announced were kind of in the same genre. And I'm like, wow, is this really happening? Like, seriously, like in this, you will hear up to, I believe, four sci-fi survival horror thriller games that will be announced in this presentation. Um, that was interesting. Like if you, I guess if you're a fan of that, you're going to be happy. But I, I, I can also read comments on there. I wasn't the only one on that note that was saying like, there's a lot of horror survival games here. Is this a new trend or is it just that people thought, you know, these developers thought that, okay, now's our time to do a survival horror, a sci-fi survival horror. Let's do it when nobody else is doing it. And then come to find out there's three other people doing the same thing. And they all kind of look, you know, and blend together, even aliens to that end, you know, which a lot of what these games are, you know, kind of based upon the idea of aliens and now aliens is coming out with their own <laughs> game. So this is going to be interesting. I mean, they all look good. They all looked really, really good, but it's like, it's really the same type of vibe, the same ambiance, the same feel say there's no real nuance to this this is really interesting so uh there's a couple things that i will mention here that i thought was very interesting very significant or and very funny 
here so let's get started um some of the biggest news and I'm, again as i always do i'm looking at the list that it was put together uh from ign uh because they're always easy to find they're always easy to find the games in fact just to make sure Let me see if they have it on their website because they may have it set up better as to what they announced here. Nope, they don't. All right, so yeah, I'm sticking to IGN on this case because they ran down everything that was announced on there. Well, almost everything. There's, there's something that they didn't mention that I am going to talk about because significantly this is an awesome 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 news if you're a fan of uh capcom so uh get ready because that will be talked about as well and just before we do that i need to find it because i put the link on a particular page and is it damn it where is it yeah oh wait i think i found it and Come on. I hate, there we go. Jesus, I hate Facebook sometimes. Facebook a lot of times. Facebook, you better be listening. All right, so let's do it. So the biggest news, one of the biggest news that came out of this, um, a lot of people were wondering about this, whether this was heavily a rumor or not, but it's now official. It's officially announced The Last of Us remake is revealed and it will not only is it revealed but this is dope it's arriving this year it's coming in september for the ps5 and there will be a pc version on the way as well we got to see some first a first look of it it looks phenomenal and you you don't think that it can look any better compared to what it was in ps4 and, and such um wow this thing looks incredible and not only that they also announced uh the series that will be coming out. Uh, I think it's on HBO Max, if I'm correct. That's coming out too. Um, it looks awesome. It looks, you know, very much like The Last of Us 2. Uh, 60 frames per second in performance. There's a new combat options and more to this. Um, new enemy AI based on The Last of, two, uh, Last of Us 2 as well. This is really awesome. And the actual date release date for this is September 2nd, 2022. You, if you're a fan of this, you can't be any happier. Uh, this is just awesome. I mean, I, I heard, I saw one person actually say why, and I'm like, okay, that's like saying why make Final Fantasy VII remake. You know, you got fans who love that type of genre. You got fans who are in love with the, with the series. That's for them. That is them. You can't question that. People love the series so much they brought it multiple times. Why not have a remake for it? And new performances and voices and voice audio and stuff like that. It's just this is just great for the fan base. And they will buy it, much to your dismay. So there's that. Um, the Last of Us multiplayer game was also mentioned too, and they said that there will be an actual story for the multiplayer that will be as big as other Naughty Dog games. So you will have that to uh, really bow into and this is coming this will be in the works for 2023 they didn't give a specific date for that there um one of the first announcements that was mentioned was we got more street fighter 6 news there's been capcom has been going hard on talking about street fighter 6 now 
this was an, a reveal announcement, but this was not a surprise announcement because the list of fighters for the game has been leaked a bit. I don't know if they're going to add on more from what that is, but we already knew that this character's up, but we got a first look at him and this was Guile. Guile is back. Uh, he's back in the scene with the Street Fighter 6 crew. Now, granted, remember, they kind of they did a Tarantino timeline with the game. So there is basically <laughs> there's Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2. In between that, there's Street Fighter Alpha. In between that, it is Street Fighter 4, which is the prequel for Street Fighter 3. And then Street Fighter 5 is the prequel for um, is the sequel to Street Fighter 4, but is the prequel to Street Fighter 3, which is telling the end of Shadowloo and which we saw the Shadowloo Falls. So now this is taking place after Street Fighter 3. Street Fighter 6 is actually taking place after Street Fighter 3. I know it's very confusing or complex to it, but that's the way they did it. But we're getting to see the uh, aftermath of everything that has happened after Street Fighter 3. And now we see other characters have matured. They're moving on. The storyline progression is there. We see Guile with a beard. Now we, he has a new entire uh get up in gear he also has a new entirely new move set or, or more updated move set his, his super move is awesome his stage is awesome and uh i'm looking actually for the first like i usually like playing with gal but i'm really interested in his gameplay this time around because he looks awesome he looks like he's going to be able to do a lot of new stuff and remember they have some new modes uh that you'll be able to play in this game as well so I'm all ready for it. I'm looking forward to all the news that is coming for Street Fighter V because I am excited, finally excited for fighting. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Like we've had fighting games come out since Street Fighter V and you know, Guilty Gear was another great one. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters also kept the, um, the, the community going with that. But we've had some linear, you know, not so, you know, lackluster, some lukewarm type of fighting games that really didn't help keep the momentum of fighting games but whenever street fighter comes out it always reinvigorates the entire community the entire you know fighting game community if you will and it's back it is really coming back i am so looking forward to playing this game i i so can't wait so the next game that we're going to mention here is the first of i believe four surviving horror thriller games sci-fi survival horror games and you know what? Much respect to this one because this is the one that all sci-fi survival horror games are kind of basing themselves on, and that is the movie Aliens. Well, 20th Century Games, which I didn't know that was a thing, is coming out with Aliens Dark Descent, which uh, brings players for face-to-face uh, -face, uh, with xenomorphs once more in 2023, according to IGN. So... This game, it, they showed a cinematic trailer to it. It's arriving 2003. Um, it's involving Marines that are in space again. You know the whole story with aliens and the xenomorphs and such like that. So that's coming. And it, they didn't explain whether you will be able to play as the aliens and the Marines, or you'll just be playing the Marines trying to take out the aliens or vice versa. Because, you know, some survival horrors have done it now last Friday the 13th. Uh, game that came out you got to play jason going after people in uh in crystal uh 
what is it? Crystal, not Crystal Cave. It's Crystal uh, Camp or Camp Crystal or whatever. I forgot the name of that stupid place that I'll never go to because people die every summer there. But it looks, it, for what it's worth, it looks great. Uh, it looks awesome. Looking forward to seeing more of this. But nine chances out of 10, I will not be playing any sci-fi survival horrors as well. So yeah, I did talk about the uh, Last of Us series that will be coming on. And it is coming on HBO Max. Um, Pedro Pasco, uh, is, uh, he's playing Joe and Bella Ramsey will be playing Ella in this. And uh, any, they didn't give us specifics on when this was coming out, but it's coming out on HBO, which means it's coming out on HBO Max. So we'll get to see that too. Um, I've never played Last of Us. I've never been interested in playing Last of Us, but I'll give this show a shot. The same way I'm looking forward to eventually checking out Halo completely uh, when I try to do the trial base for that. Um, we didn't get to see a little bit more extended gameplay from Callisto Protocols. This was like the second uh, sci-fi survival horror thriller that we played, but we got to see this uh, a while ago and. Um, you know just not too long ago in state of play well we're getting to see a little bit more now this game just looks insane uh it gives me dead space vibes I, at this point all of them give me dead space vibes as well so you're getting to see that that is coming december 2nd 2022 as i mentioned last time with the state of play call of duty modern warfare 2 gameplay demo has been uh mentioned and uh you know, a lot of the old characters from previous uh, games will be coming back. Uh, Ghost, Simon Ghost Riley, Sergeant John, Soap, uh, McTavish, they're returning as well. In uh, some other, you know, characters that you well know, they're going to be coming uh, October 2022 to October 27th, 2022, I should add. So, you know, all you F, yeah, again, I'm just still slowly getting into first person shooters. This is not going to be a game I'm going to play. I'm never really a big tactical army military gamer like that. I've never been a big fan of that. It's like, it's too real for me. Like I want something a little bit more based on fantasy, but for all you guys out there, that's for you. It's there. Um, there was a, I think, I hope it's listed on here because there was a first person game that involved a variety of different ways of uh, playing, whether you want to play with a gun, magic, uh weapons what like other type of weapons like uh one or two-handed weapons and stuff like that so that one i might be more interested in so layers of fear uh it's another horror game made by the unreal engine 5. now all through this showcase jeff Kelly and other people they were going back and forth on what the term with the name of the engine that is i know it's usually unreal engine but i also heard Jeff Keighley say real engine. So I was like, which one is it? But nonetheless, I'll say unreal engine five, um, which it's just weird how they just wording it in this case, but there's going to be a lot of games coming out with that, uh, unreal five engine and, and it looks awesome. But this, uh, is a new psychedelic horror chronicles, um, made and with the new engine and, um, that is, there is no date for that actually. They just, I, I, there was just a demonstration of that, but no uh, release date is coming for that. But I will tell you what does get a release date, and that is Marvel Midnight Suns. I've been so looking forward to playing this game. This is the game made by the people that brought you to the XCOM games, which surprisingly I got into 
you know, it was one of the only mobile games that I was playing at the time. I knew, you know, they brought it to mobile. And since it was not a free to play game, I really enjoyed it because I was able to play it. The only thing that I hated about playing it on the mobile was that it crashed a lot. So I never did get a chance to finish it, but this one is gonna be on consoles, especially the Nintendo Switch. And now we know when it's coming out. And this is the perfect time for this to come out because it's coming out the week of San, oh, I was about to say San Diego, of New York Comic Con. And that is October 7, 2022. I am so excited for this. This is like last year, I believe, I forgot what game came out during, uh, no, it was Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread came out the week of um, that in the, what is that? The uh, Nintendo Switch uh, OLED both came out during the week of New York Comic Con. And I know this for memory because if you go into my talktimelive.com blog, I covered my time checking out the lines for the for that day when I was in New York and I actually got the OLED myself as well as Metroid Dread so I was extremely happy this is going to be no different I'm going to New York Comic Con this year again and I will damn sure be getting this game this game will be downloaded in my hotel and I will be playing it when I'm not at the con so I am looking forward to this, this is going to be awesome I'm going to be drained like crazy but I'm definitely going to play that's for sure. So looking forward to this October 7, 2022. They also announced and revealed that Spider-Man will be joining the roster. Like for real, like did anybody, was anybody not surprised at Spider-Man? Like why wouldn't we think Spider-Man would be, like he's been in almost every Marvel game to this time. I'm like, that wasn't really a big surprise to me. Uh, along with him, Venom has also been shown on here as well. So, uh, we also got Scarlet Witch, we got Sabretooth, we got the Hawk, and some of them will be joining with Lilith as she's taken over them and turned them into demonic characters going up against uh, the Midnight Suns, I guess, of Spider-Man and Wolverine and Blade and a few others as well. This game, Ghost Rider is in there too. I mean, it looks awesome. Uh, I'm so looking forward to this, but now we got a release date for it. It was supposed to come out a little bit earlier, but it's still within a time. I'm starting to believe it, it was postponed to come out later in October. Now that I know the release date and the timing of, of the release date, to me, is it feels strategic. I feel like that they planned this to come out the week of New York Comic Con because why not? It is the perfect game to come out during that time. Not only that game's coming out, in October, but we also got Gotham Knights and we got to see the Nightwing gameplay trailer. Remember this one was also, uh, it, no, it was the Suicide Squad that got postponed, but this one is still in, but we also got a release date for this too. And that's coming out right around, uh, I think after I come back, it, it's like the week after I come back, um, to New York comic-con. So I'm going to be playing Midnight Suns while I'm there. I'm going to come back home. Gotham Knights will be played, but Forsaken also will be played too because that is supposed to come out during the same week as well. So I'm loaded. I'm looking forward to this, but no news was better to hear in this presentation for not only myself, but for everybody who's been aching to, spot, to play this game since it was announced, since it was shown. And we finally get a release date and my God, what a release date this is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge gets a release date along with the announcement and reveal of Casey Jones as a playable character and also the announcement of uh, six player mode. But screw all that. 
the release date for this much anticipated game by Dotemu arrives next week. June 16th, 2022. That is next Thursday. I am extremely excited about this. I am I'm amped to play this game. This game looks fantastic. It is everything we loved about the old arcade game, but it's going to be much better. There's going to be some awesome things. You know, I wanted Jenica to be the fourth, but I get it. They're basing it on the old, you know, game from back in the day, as well as the old cartoon series from this from 87. So they're gathering all of the old crew back and I get it. So I'm not entirely upset because I knew people said and wanted that they want Casey Jones. And it actually makes more sense because he's one of the original core crew. Um, it'd be cool if down the line they do add some more people, but like the I forgot the turtle uh Megabyte, which was the robotic ninja turtle that everybody loved. I used to love I used to love having that as a toy too. So uh Megabyte also would be cool to add and if he's not already in here as like an enemy or somebody like that, but I'm looking forward to playing this game. It's coming out next week. Uh I've already it's already in my damn I already pre-ordered it, it's already in my system. It's done. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, we're moving on to Saint Row, which is now uh, released a demo, which allows you to create your custom character before the game arrives. I love this idea. This is awesome. Um, I love Saint. I actually love Saint Row. The recent, like Saint Row's Three, was an, a hilarious game. An awesome, hilarious game. It had Keith David. It had a whole bunch of other uh, celebrity voices in here as well. But the creative aspect, which they took from Ukes and uh, THQ at the time, but then I believe 2K brought the rights and they're using the same creative engine that they use for the 2K uh, WWE games now for this, which is awesome because that is literally one of the best aspects of the WWE games. And now we got it for St. Rose. So you're going to be able to customize your character. The whole entire demo is strictly to customize your character. I just for that alone i am going to download this uh demo because i love creative suites on air so looking forward to that and the game it will arrive this year august 23rd 2022 so get ready because your character will already be set for this i don't know what you're gonna do in this but you're supposed to be playing you're, you're the boss of the entire saints road crew i don't see where they're going with this but it's gonna be balls to the wall bananas there so a game that i respect and appreciate but i am not playing this game <laughs> i already own this game but i've I, I i i have to be my state of mind has to be so in such a zen mode for me to want to play this game and, and have the threshold to play this game cuphead dlc or the delicious last course gameplay has shown and um we saw we got to see a brand new boss in here and you got to see some pro i don't know if this was the completionist or whatever but there was a pro that was able to play this game with no problem and it's coming june 30th the end of this month and um there's also a new character which is miss chalice in here somebody i'm pretty sure we're going to see in the netflix series which they did announce is coming soon in fact um netflix's geek uh showcase will be showing sometime today as well so stay tuned for that but that's there there's also a stylish car based shooter called neon white uh and it's coming out uh, the same day as the turtles it is already on the nintendo eShop right now it's coming out, and it will be available for the switch and pc it actually looks pretty good 
uh, there's a really cool anime uh, animation style to it, but it's a car-based shooter platformer. I don't know how you put all that together, but it's there. So Neon White will be coming out that uh, next week, and uh, we'll get to see. Maybe I'll check it out. Well, maybe not. We'll see. Um, also announced is a game called Humankind uh, from Ampli- uh, uh, what is it? Amplitude Studios. Uh, it's a turn-based strategy game. It will be coming to the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS, and Xbox One on November 4th. And uh, we also uh, got a word on some new DLC uh, for Cultures of Latin America as well. Now, I was really floored by this announcement coming up next here. And it's based on a classic, classic that I actually own on a Nintendo Switch. I just brought it. I didn't have any intention of playing it because I played it way back in the Nintendo era. And this was like, this game was so ahead of its time. It was amazing what they did. And I actually, this wasn't, I think it was on 1992. It was, it was out for a V Genesis at the time. And this game was just ahead of its time. It was so awesome. Like there were games like um, Prince of Persia. Like if you played the original Prince of Persia and what they did with the pixel art and animation with that, it was like state of the art ahead of its time. You never seen anything like it done with that type of pixel. You see this normally now. There was another game that came out also and it was called Flashback. And the original Flashback was released in 1992. And it was one of those games that from an artistic standpoint, from a from a technical standpoint you just had to play because this was one of those things that like it was just so amazing to see during from that time and era you know and oh another world is another uh, is it also i would uh, add to that too but flashback was just an awesome game to a 2d side scroll platformer that just was it just looked amazing it just looked absolutely amazing and they just announced that the sequel is coming like i didn't i played that game way back i didn't expect it to be a sequel and it, the game kind of re- gave you vibes of total recall there was a lot of uh you know homage to total recall with the first game i didn't realize they were even planning to do a second but we are getting flashback to and when i looked at it they didn't they never showed anything of the first game but just it's just now this is fully in 3d now but the whole look and art style and vibe i just knew that this was i looked at this like oh my god is this flashback and that logo came up and i was like i lit up (laughs) because that was one of the coolest games i played like in in, in the history of my gaming you know my my gaming life (laughs) that is a, a a work of art right there so it'll be interesting to see what they do with this sequel and um looks like it's coming out this year it looks like that they're aiming to come out in winter of 2022 uh I, yeah maybe jumping on that one as well so just so much um which fire is uh announced for the 2000 which was making us return um after being announced in 2017's game awards so that is announced and um looks like we're actually going to get some things coming out of that first person shooter so again no more information than that no release date or anything from that um fort solace which uh stars the last of us troy baker is a another sci-fi survival horror game that they were working on and he's a part of this um 
that's coming out too and uh also uh actor roger clark from red dead redemption 2 is going to be a part of this as well this is yet another sci-fi survival horror thriller that is coming out this is i believe the second one that was announced at the time and um routine is also another horror thriller coming out these were the four that that were mentioned and people were beginning to like what the hell is going on here okay so this one is you know it was like aliens and terminator type of vibe to it routine uh game here there was no date for either of these games uh that were said to come out but that's what's happening so we'll see uh x uh x developers from blizzard have worked together to announce a game called storegate and uh it's a new post-apocalyptic real-time strategy game um these x blizzard uh, developers have formed a studio called Frost Giant. I like this because it is kind of a play off of Blizzard and it's I, I I get it. I guess this is the creme de la creme of the Blizzard developers all coming together to create this new studio. So within the Blizzard, you know, in the community, there's the Frost Giants. So I like what they did. I like that play in there. So they unveiled uh, this new real-time strategy and uh looks like it's you know a beta will be coming in 2023 and unfortunately this will be a free-to-play <laughs> i'm sorry like uh, i will pay to play a game without needing any online connections without needing you know me to play multiplayer and all this stuff i'm like when it comes to gaming i think i really am an introvert when it comes to gaming I just like my gaming at peace or you know i guess if people were here in my house and where we were chilling i could play with people i trust and i i could chill with i hate playing online with people i don't know because everybody online you it's it you never know what you're getting you never know what you're getting i think it's part of the reason why i stopped you know investing in the xbox because <laughs> my 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 memories of online playing was on an xbox and it was not good. I was playing. The only time it was good was when I played with gamers from the UK. But then I played with like stupid ass kids from like down south. And the things that they were saying and I was hearing was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> and these were just kids. Okay. Is, is the reason why we got, you know, people protesting now. Let's just say like that. But then we got the most wackiest announcement uh, in a whole entire showcase. Goat Simulator 3 was announced with a Dead Island 2 parody trailer, and it was pretty hilarious. And I'm just sitting here like, why are people getting attacked by goats dressed up in human clothes or just some of the wackiest things on air? So that's a thing. It's the third addition to it. It's coming out. So, oh, here was the game that I was talking about earlier when I was talking about um, uh, third person, first person game. Uh, you know, uh, games that actually had a variety here. And that was Warhammer 40K, uh, Dark Tide. They gave us an extended gameplay review. They showed not only people shooting with, you know, um, projectile weapons or guns, they were showing people using powers. They were showing um, using hand-to-hand -hand combat weapons and stuff like that. And it was, that's something I may be interested in, in checking out. Um, no release date for that yet, but that is in the works right now. And I got to go back to the Turtles real quick because I forgot I'm, said i was going to mention something in the terms of free to play and i got into a conversation uh about 
in our ACMG Facebook group because when it came out, people were excited for, for the Turtles game. And lo and behold, one of our seasoned uh, people in the group who tends to chime in all the time, but a lot of the things that he chimes into is usually a lot of he he talks as if he the information that he's aware of is legit but it's usually coming from a lack of source or merit of information and there's a he he comes with a lot of misconceptions about things he wants people to believe that he is in the know but again i always say this every single time online social media it doesn't hide one's intelligence it exposes it and eventually like everybody else who tries to be pretentious online and pretends that they actually have source information or no but don't have don't, when you ask them for where's the source they can't tell you or when they do bring the source it's incorrect and it lacks the merit that they were trying to you know prove or they're just reading all they're just basing their comments off of the headlines and not the article that they didn't read thoroughly in this case he tried to he tried to flex trying to say that like you know i i posted that you know we got if you have if you're you know have a nintendo account then you know that teenage mutant ninja turtles it, they're giving you a bit of a discount if you pre-order now for 10 you know 10 percent off and that's not even including the credits that you get because this is what i love about the eShop is that even to every time you purchase a game digitally they give you money back or they give you credit back to get to use for another game so even if you don't use that credit and let it build up you can eventually use that to buy a game for free which i have many a times so they're giving you the uh opportunity to buy digitally and get it like a little bit off 10 percent is not a lot but that's a gesture but the game is like 22 dollars, so you're getting like a buck off plus if you have extra currency you could you know get off more but then he tried to come in and flex and basically we got another one that's going to pre-order on the switch too um that just read shout out to max <laughs> on our acmg facebook group but he tried to flex on that on my post talking about like you know if you have the xbox he said if you had the xbox game pass then you get to play it for free no Let's correct you people on this. Let's correct people in general. You do not get any game for free. Literally, I'm reading it off right here. It's free if you have a game pass. That is absolutely not freaking true. You're paying to play that game. <laughs> people, the game pass is a monthly subscription ever so more evident when he posted when i asked how much do you pay monthly he posted 24 dollars for three months three months three months membership for 39.99 uh, 12 months for 54.99 that's usually the case for stuff like that and playstation as well here's what he did not understand you are paying to play that game you want if it's truly free if it is absolutely truly free people think for a minute i'm gonna be like omni man right now and do the omni man mean think people think if it is truly free then that means you're not paying a monthly fee and you're able to play it regardless of your payment but if you stop paying for the membership 
that means you will not be able to pay play the game because you did not pay for a monthly fee so yes you are playing you're paying the game you're paying for the playability of a game in particular that game but you are paying you're not getting this for free even furthermore which is even worse about that is that you can argue that you're paying more you can definitely argue that you're not owning the game like you would if you paid out of pocket for the full game digitally or even physically but you're probably pay like say for instance here's the thing you got yes you got this large library on game pass and uh and playstation now and playstation um plus and such which is all the same thing well playstation now is more of a streaming aspect but playstation plus is that you know they're they're, they're going to be doing a game pass soon but playstation now is technically that situation trust me when i tell you if you stop paying that for for that uh membership they're gonna lock that game and you're not gonna be able to play it and that's not nothing new they've always done that back then since you know the arcade you know set up today this is, game pass is nothing new it's just rebranded <laughs> okay they've been doing this since day one since the 360 at best um but here's the thing let me tell you chances are you're actually paying more yes you got a large library but let's just say if all you wanted to do was just play teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge and that is all you play you didn't play anything else here's the part where you're paying more because you're paying for a monthly fee just to play the one game and you're paying instead of paying 22 bucks you're paying 24 bucks for three months but then if you want to keep playing it you got to pay another 24 months so now you're paying more than the amount or if you play you know for digital codes or whatever like that you're paying 39.99 or 50 for the year you're paying more now so in some cases it's better to just buy it and own it you know especially if you're a real fan of the game if you're you you know i just i don't like the lack of ownership when it comes to my games because i don't want to be controlled saying like i don't i can't play this game anymore or you know i can't play this game because their server's down i don't like that i like full offline capabilities this is one of the this is the difference between grown folk you know grown folk gamers and young gamers today and yeah i'm getting my grown folk mode right now that is exactly what i'm doing because grown folks think young people are way too excited before they think and basically what you have here is like the same thing when i we, for graphic designers when you got or people who are just using photoshop just to make just to create you know cheaply crappy memes if you will you're paying 20 dollars a month there was a time where i paid like 2600 for the entire master system that's it and you get full features i'm still using photoshop to this day along with other you know uh, graphic design and photo manipulation and photo imagery you know programs as well not just photoshop but i do not use the cloud i do i refuse to use the cloud i refuse the only cloud i use is, to, is the um is audio uh, audition that's it because you know the features are a little bit better than the original audition that i have um but other than that i don't like photoshop and illustrator i don't need it I don't need it. I can I get I can get the job done with that or I can use my iPad 
with the other graphic design, which are much cheaper and only for one fee. There are competitors out there, people, but pe they're young. They're the young generation who consistently want to pay that monthly fee. Some of them can't even afford to do that monthly fee. But if you do one lump sum and get all the features, that's it. And I wish we went back to that. But they factor these these companies market. Their target audience is the younger crowd who thinks everything is trendy, but they don't think things thoroughly like a consumer. So they get you like that. And this is the same process. This is the exact same process here. So that's what I wanted to say about the whole freemium thing. So whenever you see something that says it's free in terms of gaming, it is not because there's always some. Yeah, it's free. But if you want to play this and use this, you got to pay for this. So it's never free. OK, stop it. Learn about how these companies work. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and you, I mean, I work within the industry. I work in corporate environments before and I work with colleagues and work in that business aspect. So I, I have an understanding of this and I studied business in, in school. I have a degree and I enrolled a certificate that will prove that. But, you know, just research and learn because, you know, as a consumer, you should know these things. You should use critical thinking to say, well, maybe I don't because maybe this is not a good deal. If you do the math and you play everything through. All right, moving on to other things. Uh, we have a game called High Water Reveal. I did not see this game announced on there. This is probably one of the ones I missed. This is an action adventure game that, uh, according to IGN, aims to let players explore a world ravaged by the effects of climate. Oh wait, no, I did see this one. I did see this one. This is a, this is an interesting one. Um, no release date for that, but that is coming in. Uh, we also got to see One Piece Odyssey, which is a RP Japanese RPG that's coming out based on everybody's beloved favorite anime. And we got trail a trailer that reveals more about uh, Monkey D. Luffy's uh, and, uh, and the Straw Hat, hat uh, crew's new adventure, new enemies and whatnot. So this is coming out. I was told that this is coming out this year or I, I heard that this was coming out this year. I don't know too much yet, but the only thing I do know is that the Nintendo Switch is not getting this yet. They have not announced this to come out yet. And I'm always saying yet because any of these games, especially these anime based games, they do eventually come out on the Switch. If I find out that this game is less than 30 gigs, chances are it's coming on the Switch. It just needs to be formatted. Now, why these games come out later for the Switch and not at the same time? Because when it comes to the Nintendo Switch, it takes a little bit more time to develop games for the Nintendo Switch because Xbox and PlayStation have some similarities in terms of developing control schemes, you know, for them. But when it comes to the Switch, it is slightly different. Yes, they do have somewhat of a similar control scheme as the PlayStation and the Xbox. But when you do the Joy-Cons and you be, the fact that they're separate, you know, controllers in itself, Nintendo is very strict on making sure that you're able to use both it, both of it in handheld and in TV mode. And when you use it in TV mode, that means you're separating the, the Joy-Cons and you're using them as individuals and sharing it as well. So you got to be able to do that, which is why a lot of companies have a hard time getting their games approved for the Nintendo Switch, which, by the way, I hate to say this, but Retromania Wrestling is still, for some reason, not approved on the Nintendo Switch yet is approved for the PlayStation, but not the Nintendo Switch or and PC as well. I don't understand what's going on. It should not have taken this long for it to happen. If they 
so th- which means something did not get approved as of yet because we've heard nothing nothing from um retro uh, soft studios yet and it's a it's a shame it's a it's a hard thing it's a really really hard thing to do next game that they announced was from the people that brought you genshin impact a game that i absolutely love a free-to-play game that is just absolutely all out stunning but i tend to find myself not wanting to play it's a very breath of the wildish type of game it's a beautiful game i've played it but the fear of it being free to play it scares me because i know there are things that you can purchase in there they eventually want to so i kind of stay clear away from it well they're coming out with another game called hoyish hoyo verse uh which is actually called zaneless zone zari uh, zero and again this is an absolutely outstanding looking anime game and i'm hoping that this game is not a free to play i don't like this idea that these gates a game of this caliber is a free to play game um it doesn't really i just really hope um so if you want to if like like um well actually there's two games from this developers too is honkai star rail and zenless zone uh, zero so they're coming out with both of these type of games and i just hope that they're not free to play because if they're not i'm all for it but if they are i'm not going anywhere near them at all i i just can't i i've because i've already went through this with the mobile games and how well they suck you in this is like going into a casino you know they once you go and play one game of something they will try and get you sucked in really insanely with that so um we also get more footage from nightingale and uh to checking this out which is a another uh, survival horror game that is coming out so uh this is coming out soon there's no real date for this they just gave you more footage for this a really cool looking first person shooter called metal is coming uh helsinger is coming out and what's so cool about this is that they actually have tracks from actual uh hardcore heavy metal bands like i almost am and i am almost intrigued to get this game solely because system of a down is in this game like their music is in this game i am a huge fan of system of a down like you talk about where my head is at like s at a time Ooh. Ooh, BYOB and Toxicity are some of my favorite songs. If those songs are on air, I, the song that I heard that is on air, it's not a song I'm familiar with. I don't know if it's an original song, but if they got Toxicity or BYOB or any of those ga- um, any of those uh, songs on air from their old albums, I am so there. Like, in fact, I think the reason why I end up getting Guitar Hero or Rock Band was because I knew that system of a down was on air and um toxicity was in there and I, oh i so love that that band it's they're so awesome so freaking awesome so that's coming out soon um i don't know when they didn't give a release date for that but keep an eye on that one definitely because if, if you really want me to play a third person shooter all right at least have it like like this this is like it's just totally fantasy based it's like out of this world over the top and on the top of that you got legendary metal bands in here that you got my attention with that so we got some more uh footage from war uh warframe some new open world expansions that is coming out called the the very uh, paradox so that's coming soon as well 
And I uh, believe the last thing we got was American Arcadia, which is a 2.5D indie side-scrolling adventure game. Uh, really cool art style, familiar art style. I can't put my finger on it as to where I've seen that art style before, but it's uh, pretty interesting there. So we there was three hours of this. And like I said, it started off slow, but by the end, I really picked up and a lot of games that I was anticipating finally got some release dates. Um, the Turtles game coming out next week, to me was probably the best thing that I got from this. And then also the news on Marvel uh, Midnight Suns was awesome. Flashback 2 was also standout for me uh, that I wanted to hear. And uh, there was, in, in Gotham Knights, we got to see a little bit more of that as well. That looks like, it's, it looks like it's really gonna be good. But the other games, you know, for all those people who like The Last of Us, you got that information. Um, the Street Fighter news with Gal was great. I, I would say this was good. It wasn't the best. Um, I do wanna talk about some of the things that were going on inside, it, it within, you know, in between the announcements and such. The one thing that stands out when it comes to Jeff Keighley's presentations and his, and his uh, events, is the the amount of celebrities that are a part of it which is great especially for the game awards because we want the game awards to be every bit as upper echelon as that you see from the golden globes or grammys or emmys or whatnot you always want to see a step up from what it was and deservingly so like i said the industry has grown so great over the years when you look back from the from the days of pong to the Atari and then to Nintendo and Sega and, you know, PlayStation and how far we got in the amount of Hollywood attention that we got from it, from the industry. So you want that, you want that celebrity connection to it. But when it comes to the game awards and some of these events that Jeff Kelly has put off and he's getting some of these these segments with these celebrities that are, you could tell obviously that these segments are pre-taped, but it's made to look like Jeff is talking to him, you know, live, you know, live and, and in real time, but it's never the case. Like Jeff Keighley is anything but a good actor. And then on top of that, you got the celebrity who's trying to, and some of them are award-winning actors who, if they're not present, they're live they're doing a pre-tape and the pre-tape never sounds good now the bad part about this is that the pre-tape whether it's pre-tape or in person or whatever when you do award shows i swear to god if that was the oscars or if that was the golden globes or the tonys or whatever like that i guarantee you they would present themselves the celebrities and actors would present themselves much better than what they did with the game awards i feel like they just phone it in because it just feels like that they still don't take it seriously or they don't consider it prestigious. They just like it's they just got another paycheck to do this appearance and all this stuff. The Rock made his appearance to, you know, promote his drink and to promote his, you know, the Black Adam movie, which we already saw. So this was to me kind of a waste, a waste of time for this segment. But on top of that, it was something really off brand about The Rock in this case. And he just he first of all he did this like in the middle or after his workout so it was kind of like all right you're trying to do your social media thing i get it but 
he's usually a lot more charismatic about it and i guess when he talks about things that is near and dear to him he's a little bit more passionate but it's the rock he's usually a showman towards this this is the first time i've ever seen a rock in a position where he just didn't feel like he didn't he didn't give two rats about doing this segment it just felt off it, it just felt like he was just phoning in he was just doing it to get it over with or whatever like that it just didn't feel organic and natural like he like the rock is not a gamer and that's fine but to like he even this is not the first celebrity you know big list celebrity that i've seen do this they were if you watch some of the past game awards you've seen other celebrities who probably didn't know what the hell the game awards or who jeff Keighley was it was like jeff Keighley basically paid for them to um uh what is that what is that service that you do that you pay celebrities to do a shout out or whatever like that it's like he did that you know i forgot uh i forgot the name of the paying celebrities to say things what is it it's cameo thank you google so yeah it's it really does it really did come off like a cameo type of thing it didn't come off like really natural at all and i don't i don't know like it, it really felt like that's what it felt like it really felt like rock was just doing a cameo you know video for jeff Keighley to appear on the damn show and that to me was just it, it didn't really feel make it feel any more special if it really did i feel like rock should have been more present he should have been he should have presented himself a lot better than this but it didn't and i feel like a lot of these are just like like appearances ha feel like it was done as a cameo payout <laughs> you know because if you go back and look at it, Rock didn't even know that he he was barely trying to get Jeff Keighley's name off of this. He act like he never he act like like on a normal day he wouldn't even know who the hell Jeff Keighley was. So I always find these these Jeff Keighley segments to be really a waste of time because if you don't know who these people are, why get them on here? You know why why just why? <laughs> That was my only pet peeve about that. But and the other thing, too, was the ambiance of the virtual event, which it was like I said, it started off slow, but it picked up after a while. It, it wasn't because of the ambiance. It was more because of the announcements that were made um, in terms of Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest becoming the new E3. I don't think it's there. It is even even in, in E3's weakest. I don't think it's there yet. I think as the years go by, he has a knack for improving on what he did, you know, the previous years, um, but still having some things linger a little bit, but this is not where it needs to be yet in terms of it being better, a better solution in E3. I think he should go live. I think, I, well, Nintendo does it best. Nintendo, nobody does better than Nintendo when it comes to you know uh virtual showcases nobody but i think he's uh, hopefully this is leading up to the summer game fest being an actual live event but i don't know what he's talking because he did announce that they were absolutely doing this again next year we did get an announcement that e3 will be back in 2023 as a live event so this is going to be interesting to see which company is going to give more to who because you can't give them both 
because why go all way and pay money to go to another state to stay home in a hotel and all this stuff to get announcements and to be there to get a first announcements and big presentations of something that you're getting virtually that you could get at home so that's next 2023 is going to be very interesting in terms of that so we will see but if i'm going to give this a grade um this gets a solid b for me the the announcements were great um there were more announcements i know people were hoping but at least he to his credit he said that we're not going to get every announcement that you want but the announcements that we got i thought were solid i thought were solid not you know groundbreaking not you know amazing but just they were solid at best nintendo was barely a presentation shown on here um at all oh i do have to point out one game that they did show on air that was not mentioned on ign and that was capcom arcade stadium uh the second why i'm mentioning this is because three games that i've been dying for capcom to bring back is finally coming back there are also games in here that i feel should not be added to this because it's going to be in another arc uh you know another collection coming very soon in the next couple weeks but rk stadium is basically your way to play games that you haven't played around and if you want to play the, the good part about this is that this is one of these games uh these arcade collections that you can individually purchase and thank goodness for that because the games that they are announcing that some of the games are going to be in the upcoming fighting game collection that is coming out so it's like why would i want to buy that when i can just get it here but the games that were other games that were announced i am so ready for this so basically there will be a there's a you could pre-order the full bundle of 32 games for the nintendo switch xbox pc and playstation i believe right doesn't say playstation on here but that's weird I thought I could have sworn a PlayStation was also going to be here, but you can also individually purchase a game for $3.99, which I think is a awesome deal for the games that are announced here. One of the games that stood out and they are displaying big time, which I think is a major game that people have been asking for. And I've been asking for it. And if you listen to the Talk Time Live exclusive or watch the Talk Time Live exclusive for myself and Boris Aguilar, you know, I'm so excited about this. They're bringing back Saturday Night Slam Masters as a part of this collection, and I am so getting this. I am so absolutely getting this. Let me run down the games that will be presented here. Sun Sun, Savage Bees, uh, Gun, Sumoku. Some of these are imports that would never that never made it to America. Uh, Speed Rumbler, Hyper Dean, Sidearms, uh, Hisatsu Burakin, Black Tiger, Street Fighter 1, not getting that because i already got it on the street fighter collection i believe it's going to be out on the fighting game collection too i'm pretty sure it is uh tiger road don't know what that is it's for 1943 kai uh, i believe that's the old classic shooter last duel is coming out rally 2011 aka magic sword three wonders aka kings of dragon aka block block aka knights of the road saturday night slam masters will be making its return after all these years which makes me want to wish that they would finally bring the second the sequel which never made it to america hopefully someday dog stalkers night warriors i wouldn't recommend anybody getting that because if you're a fighting game fan then you know there's going to be in a fighting game collection coming in a couple weeks from now night warriors as well street fighter alpha as well 
that's already you can buy the street fighter collection get that mega man power fighters or the power battle absolutely i'm getting that because i've been waiting to get that game as well as the sequel will also be uh on here as well mega man 2 the power fighters both of them will be there this is just you fighting in a sort of a fighting game aspect of mega man but you're just fighting all of the boss battles you're not going through the 2d stages or whatever it's just if you like just the boss battles itself that's you right there that's all that's the only way i want to play mega man to, in some cases some to some cases the old mega man games at least um capcom sports club gym fighters also will be on the uh fighting game there hyper hyper street fighter 2 the anniversary edition like all that's you could get that on other collections from there but like i said like they said you could individually get all these and um enjoy it any way that you want to but man playing mega man uh power fighter because last time i played that game was on the neo geo pocket color that was the only way you could play that game because the arcade game never came out until now so i believe this is the absolutely first time that we'll be, be able to play the arcade version of there you know what you know what over replaced these fighters with but i don't know if they could get away with it but then again we didn't see any of them x-men children of the atom the marvel versus capcom games the marvel versus snk games like i'm hoping that snk and capcom are working together to bring those games back because they already did bring that the snk versus capcom fighter and the neo geo pocket game deal and the snk card fighters game they brought those back so i'm hoping down the line that we will get that as a collection as well as the versus games like if they're bringing this there are hope there are high hopes that the other games will be coming out so that is literally all the games that they mentioned in the summer game fest but like i said a solid b for me with that one so today is the 10th um netflix geek week will be displayed today that means all their uh, cartoons and animated series from netflix will be mentioned or their tv series will be mentioned there but june 12th xbox and bethesda will do their showcase so you know we'll see what's what's happening with that but i think xbox is in the cuffs of having a really good showing they did a really good showing last year so we will see how that go but uh that was it man i'm excited i'm very excited i'm looking forward to it and uh folks that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed it i've got so many games to play this week i'm telling you lost in ruins is a game that i just uh stumbled onto so I'm, it's a metroidvania game that i will be talking about down the line and reviewing from there so stay tuned for that right now came out 12 o'clock midnight it's out right now mario strikers battle league is out right now as well for those who didn't play this on a ps5 or ps4 anime fans demon slayers is now available on the nintendo switch had the weirdest freaking release time it released at 7 p.m last night and it's releasing in really the oddest times ever i don't what the hell is going on with sega i don't know but it is available out now so if you didn't get a chance to play it on a playstation 4 or playstation 5 or even, even xbox and you own a nintendo switch this is a great game i reviewed this already for the playstation 5 I think this is more suited and i said this when i reviewed the playstation 5 and i also said that i knew eventually that this game will be on a nintendo switch and i was right and now here it is this game is way more suited for the nintendo switch than it is on the other deals but if you love naruto ultimate ninja storm series and you love cyber connect 2 which is the guys behind all of these games 
you're gonna love this. It literally is Ultimate Ninja Storm, but with Demon Slayer on air. So go anyway, check that out as well. I'm not gonna review that because I already you already know what I think about the game, but just think about what I said in that review. But now it's on the Nintendo Switch. Now it's even more enjoyable. So maybe I'll even possibly up it. And all of the characters in DLC from the other from the uh, game is included with this as well. So stick to that too. This Sunday. We got a bunch of news coming out, really interesting news involving a certain DC character or actor based on a DC character that's just been going, just, that's gonna be a whole discussion itself, but um, it's just so much going on in this world right now. But we'll be talking about a lot of news going on that happened this week, that especially, but also my thoughts in review of the first episode of Miss Marvel. We are definitely gonna be talking about that as well. And, um, looking forward to it people so enjoy the week as it is and also also want to mention uh i talked about this but on talktimelive.com right now in the blog section the latest unboxing and it's right in front of my face is the sh figure art tech on avengers iron man figure that i purchased based on the the i guess i could say manga series that uh marvel came out with which was uh illustrated and drawn by a good friend and previous uh guest of talk time live jeffrey chamba cruz they have the toy line now that has been out for quite some time and i finally got my hands on the iron man one i really want all of them but if you are interested go check it out i gave my novice review of this figure on talktimelive.com so you could go there now and speaking of talktimelive.com if you love this episode and every episode, you can find all of those audio and video episodes on TalkTimeLive.com. All of that, plus our blog information is on air. Our blog entries is in there. Lots of really cool, fun content that you want to check out. More to come down the line as well. And um, you can check it out there. If you want to subscribe and download the podcast and never miss a beat, you could do so wherever podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Fountain, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, uh, Tumblr, you name it, we're there. Go out of your way, check it out, and keep supporting this show, because you never know who is coming back on the show to talk with me, especially coming this week. I got my good friend Jeffrey Thorne, the writer, producer, showrunner of such shows as Avengers Black Panther's Quest. He is the writer, the co-executive producer and writer of Power, book two, Ghost. So his latest deal, he was, last time we talked, he was writing for uh, DC uh, with the Green Lantern uh, series, but now he's moved on to another DC-esque series. He's now a part of the Milestone Media crew writing for the new reboot of blood syndicate so i am looking forward to talking to him we he's coming back on the show to talk about him you know and, and what he's been up to since then and talk about blood syndicate and much more so stay tuned for that this week on talk time live exclusive so we got a lot more content for you to check out and enjoy all this summer and to take your mind off of everything that's been going on because that's what i'm here for to take your mind off of things and just enjoy your favorite fandom so folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live we 
are out of here. Take care and have a great and safe week, people. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.